You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, September 21st, 2021. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning Five and Change. If it's Thursday, that can be only one thing. 24-7 Sports Director of Recruiting Steve Wolfong has joined us. Steve, what color chewable vitamins are on the menu for the boys this morning? Man, I'm running daddy daycare here and uh, got one out the door, got another one here, and he did he declined. He respectfully declined the multivitamin this morning. So, but he is eating Cheerios, so he is getting that fiber and whole grain oats with his milk. Uh, also, dipping some Eggo waffles into some syrup. But y'all aren't here for my four-year-old's breakfast. You're here for the latest in Ohio State recruiting on the trail, and of course, your weather report: sunny skies in the Indianapolis suburbs right now, sending that down I-70 through Dayton all the way to Columbus. We could use it. It's a little bit gray right now. Hopefully that will burn off a bit. Let's get a Western vibe going here today. We're going to talk quarterbacks. We're going to talk other interesting topics. First, we've yet to really discuss with you Devin Brown, another quarterback offered by Ohio State from out West, also a committed fella, but in an interesting situation. Can you bring us totally up to speed on Devin Brown and where his recruitment stands overall and where he fits in the new top 247 you guys broke out yesterday? Well, he was one of the bigger risers, having a terrific senior season, over 40 or forty touchdowns thrown, um, and, and really just been a playmaker, prolific passer, uh, um, and a guy that Corey Dennis, Ohio State's quarterbacks coach, went out and saw in person, throw live, and extended a scholarship to as Ohio State uh, continues to court quarterbacks in the 2022 class. Devin Brown is a guy that has become a priority for them with the way he's playing on Fridays and with the live evaluation. I think Ohio State's an intriguing opportunity for Devin, who got a chance to throw alongside Quinn Ewers at the Elite 11 Finals this summer, Uh, and so he knows uh, how he stacks up with the caliber of passer in that room. And Devin was one of the standouts at the elite 11 finals, a guy that we ranked extremely high in that camp that started his ascension in our rankings. And then his senior year, uh, sees him go into the top 100 and we'll see how it shakes out with one more update to go before the early signing period in our 2022 rankings. Um, uh, but I think Ohio state is, is in this one. And I, you know, I, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, but they're one of the real contenders. Um, and, and so they'll get a chance to impress here and see if, if they can make a move. Devin was a three-star for us uh, early on in this process. He was a guy that USC identified early and prioritized over a lot of quarterbacks in that region that, have had, that had more buzz to them, more uh, higher ranked, 
And so he's a guy that the USC staff believed in for a long time. And it appears, you know, at least at this point, that that was a great evaluation for them. You know, they'll fight to keep him in the fold. But, you know, um, those guys over there, they loved him. They loved him early on. And, you know, uh, uh, so he's a guy that if, if even though he wasn't heralded early on in that in that building, USC liked them, liked them more than than some of the passers that were getting more buzz and more ink. Obviously, there's been turnover at USC. How would you address that situation as it pertains to Devin Brown? Well, I think it's a wait-and-see deal, right? I mean, there's a lot of things he likes about USC, but here he is lining up some options and, and, and line, you know, seeing what else is out there and seeing what else could be a fit as USC you know, gets, gets, gets their situation in order. We're not going to have any answers on USC or, or Penn State until – or excuse me, 3-2-1. We're not going to have any answers on USC or LSU – um, until Thanksgiving weekend. At, at that point, I wouldn't think, and I wouldn't think we'll have any clarity before that. And, and so, once they get their new coaches in place, they'll be able to, you know, push for guys that are already in the fold and and their new targets. We're going to get to the other quarterback Ohio State has offered in the class, Ohio and Drew Aller, before we head to break and then bring in Mark Porter. But let's talk about two more Western prospects. We mentioned how Corey Dennis had gone to see Devin Brown. We know that Ryan Hartline was among those to go see the Branch brothers, Zion and Zachariah. Bishop Gorman, one a safety, one a receiver. We have heard that Zion is planning to come with the big Penn State at Ohio State tilt in about 10 days. Yeah, Coach Barnes out there too, right, uh, to go check out the Branch brothers. And Zion has been a, a priority in this class for Ohio State, regardless of position, he's been at the top of the board for as long as anybody. He's a player that Ryan Day and his staff have coveted. They've recruited him as such. I think Zion has felt that. He's extremely comfortable with Ohio State. He knows it's a staff that believes in him, and he's built a tremendous report with the Ohio State's coaches, their staff, the program's pedigree, and, 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 uh, Ability to compete for championships are all reasons why Ohio State's in a good spot. And that's where my crystal ball lies. Blair Angulo uh, with the report, my colleague with the report that he'll be back for the Penn State game. I like the way this is setting up for Ohio State. USC was the program that I was watching closely as the one that could knock off Ohio State. And maybe they still can, depending on who the new coach is, what assistant coaches are retained. Um, but Ohio State has a lot going for itself in this recruitment as they battle other powerhouses like Alabama and Clemson as well. Zion Branch is a guy that is a young man that can fit in any locker room, great personality. Um, and, and so he, he's, he's certainly a fit uh, at Ohio State. His younger brother, Zachariah, is one of the more electric players in the country, regardless of grade. And he's one of Ohio State's top targets at receiver, along with Carnell Tate. If, if Coach Hartline and Ryan Day and those guys can land Carnell Tate and Zachariah Branch, they'll be extremely happy campers uh, at that position in the 2023 cycle. I believe Zion Branch is a free safety and Xavier Wampa is being recruited for the bullet spot. You've been up on Wampa's recruitment. Do you think those two are dominoes or they're completely separate? Wampa is being recruited as the bullet. Juan Paul and Zion Branch are two of the more physically impressive, athletic, long 
defensive backs in this class. That would be a special haul on the back end of a defense. Those guys both have um, tremendous traits off the field, captain-like, quarterback of the defense-like traits. Um, and, and it's easy to see why Ohio State identified them early and has pushed pushed uh, pushed really hard to get those guys in the fold. And really, they've prioritized those two. They haven't recruited anybody else. I, I would say that if Ohio State does not land one of those guys, a guy to keep an eye on maybe for Ohio State moving forward is Alex Safari. He was another recent riser in the 24-7 sports uh, top 247 player rankings. He's at Lakota West over there in Westchester. He's just a terrific-looking prospect. He's committed to Kentucky right now. He's a guy that I think if if something were to go wrong with Wampa or or Branch, you could see them pivot to Afari. Which wouldn't be surprising also because that Lakota West team already has two future Buckeyes on it. All right, let's get to the maybe the most interesting storyline we have going, and that is the offer to Drew Aller quarterback out of Medina. I know there are some on here who can't understand why we are covering a Penn State verbal commitment, and he did rise to the top of the top 247 quarterback rankings yesterday. He also is in a situation where there is much speculation about coaching upheaval, so we are locked in on that. Give us the latest on what you think of Drew Aller as we head into break here and get Mark Porter's update on him as well. Well, 24-7 sports, top 247 player rankings, the way those are being done is a little bit different now. We have an in-house scouting department, which has Cooper Patagna, Chris Singletary, and Gabe Brooks running the show on that. And then they receive feedback and insight and, and counsel from our Midwest analysts, Alan True in the Midwest, Brian Doan out east, Andrew Ivins down there in the southeast, uh, Brandon Huffman, Greg Biggins, and Blair Angulo uh, out west. Uh, with with Cooper, you know, uh, focusing in on the states of Tennessee and Mississippi and Alabama as well, and Gabe, Texas and Oklahoma and the Midlands region. Um, and then I certainly chime in here and there as well. Uh, but the scouting department, they love Drew Aller. They moved him to number one uh, at the quarterback position. He's a guy that's been trending up with us for about a year now, and, and he, he can't trend up any higher in the position rankings right now. He's got stiff competition. I think there's other talented quarterbacks in this class uh, that can continue to push him for number one, but he's a big, strong kid that can make throws accurately from many different arm angles, and uh, he can move. He can buy time with his feel for the game, but also just his overall uh, physical superiority. I mean, he is a big big young man, Um, and, and he's having a tremendous senior season, just has great feel and anticipation for the game can make all the throws, um, and, and he's still developing, too, uh, physically. He, I mean, he is big, but by the time he gets through a college football uh, weight program, I mean, he is going to look like a very imposing individual. And, and again, he's got all, everything you're looking for as a thrower. And, and so um, he's an exciting prospect. He's committed to Penn State, um, and he's, that's because he's got a great relationship with Mike Yersich. Mike Yersich was really one of the first coaches to truly believe in him and push for him. And, uh, uh, and, and Penn State's an opportunity. You know, they're a program that's knocked on the door of the college football playoff three times. You know, and I think if you, you know, James Franklin had Justin Fields committed at one point. If Justin Fields signs, I think it's fair to say that Penn State makes a college football playoff and wins the Big Ten championship with the, the talent that they've put around 
the quarterback at Penn State, but I, I think that their ceiling goes up uh, as they improve that quarterback room, and they have two quarterbacks committed and Drew Aller and then Bo Perbula, who's also having a good senior season. He's a good athlete um, that is maybe a, uh, you know, he plays with the same style as Trace McSorley. This is as well as we've seen James Franklin at Penn State recruit the quarterback room. I think that everyone has to kind of tip their cap at the way they've recruited every other position. They've had guys drafted. They're a hard-nosed, tough, physical football team that's not scared to play anybody. So, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see how this coaching carousel plays out uh, moving forward, but love the trajectory of Drew Aller and, you know, love the trajectory of Penn State's program right now, which is awesome for people that grew up watching the Big Ten. I mean, Ohio State's been dominant uh, and, and they will continue to do so. But, you know, the pendulum is definitely swinging incredibly hard down in the SEC right now. And if Penn State can, if these quarterbacks are as good as we think, and, and I, I really think Michigan's added a lot of speed on offense that they've been lacking uh, in recent years over the last couple of recruiting classes. You can start seeing some Big Ten teams become legit contenders alongside Ohio State uh, for college football playoff and beyond. Totally agree with that. And also, it's going to be so interesting to watch the carousel because there are people even saying Mel Tucker will be the choice at LSU. So if James Franklin and Mel Tucker were to bail from the Big Ten, it would certainly change the landscape from a competitiveness and from a recruiting standpoint. It would also tell you the Big Ten's uh, a stepping stool league outside of a couple programs again. You know, just being a Midwest guy would be a little bit disheartening. There's one of those programs is not like that. Two of them. Michigan's not either, regardless of what their record is. That's a that's a career ender. Go there. That's your last. You're not taking Michigan to take something else. I, I you know I think if you get that job, you've made it to the end of your line. You definitely said it. We'll be back with Mark Porter. We appreciate Steve stopping by. See you on the front row. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, we are back, and as promised, our scout extraordinaire, Mark Porter, joins us. Mark, how's it going on this fine Thursday morning? It's great. We're week 10 of uh, the high school football season, and uh, it couldn't be going any faster this year. My daughter will do her final regular season cheerleading this Friday night, and then they've made some changes, so basically everybody makes the playoffs now in Ohio. So We're going to see a lot of mercy rules in week one. Very possible one of them will be Oakwood. However... We are not here to talk about that. We are here to talk about Drew Aller, quarterback, class of 22, Medina. Any of you who saw yesterday's top 247 monthly update, it was noteworthy. He is now the number one quarterback in the country, according to the top 247, number 12 overall player, number two player in Ohio, C.J. Hicks from Alter is number 11. We have on the site now your offer evaluation of Drew Aller. You went and saw him in person. He was offered on September 8th by the Buckeyes. He is verbally committed. 
to Penn State. Those of you who remember Mike Yersich from Euclid High School and Ohio State assistant coach status recently. He was the key in the recruitment. We're going to get into all of that. You went and saw Drew recently. We have your evaluation up, as I mentioned. You can click on that in this story. Tell us what you saw and ended with a very lofty comparison, but kind of bring us up to speed on where you think Aller is as a prospect and then maybe compare him to some other guys we've seen come through the state recently. Yeah, this uh, this quarterback position is obviously one of the hardest positions to get offered at. And uh, Drew Aller, if you go back a year or so with him, he was only about a 200-pounder, maybe 210 pounds. He wasn't as big as he is when I saw him uh, last week. Uh, I walked in to see him, and he's 6'5", 230 pounds. I felt like I was standing next to Troy Aikman or Peyton Manning, some type of NFL, uh, just very thick, very big quarterback. And you could tell that the weight room and everything else he'd been doing, it, all, it had all come together. And that's why these evaluations change. You know, a lot of people think, oh, you evaluated him as a sophomore, and you said he was this. And, you know, you, we reserve the right to change that evaluation every year, and so does uh, college coaches. Uh, And that's exactly what you saw happen is the alarm bells went off. Drew Aller looks different. He looks stronger. And watching him play, he was as impressed as I've ever seen him. I've seen him in the playoffs versus Menor last year, and I've seen him a few other times. But this game last week, he was so much more physically gifted, so much more in command, so much more accurate. It just looked like he was at home with his offense. And you could see why the big boys have all come in like Ohio State to offer him again. You mentioned that he is six foot five, 230 pounds. And if you watch the video, he does seem like more of a drop back guy. But I was actually kind of impressed when I saw him tuck the ball. You know, compare him to a tight end when he runs the ball. He's not going to run around like a running back or a receiver or Lamar Jackson, but he's like a tight end. And I think on the video, I gave him a little Tim Tebow shout out where in high school and he runs. He is a dual threat between the tackles. He will pound you, and, and that, that's talking to high school kids. In college, he's just going to be just as physical. But at 6'5", 230, imagine a tight end catching a ball and running down the field and taking out kids, and he can kind of do the same thing at quarterback. When he's standing in the pocket, he does have the elusiveness and the quickness in his feet. Uh, that's not a 40-time thing. That's just something he's worked on with quarterback coaches, shuffling his feet, sliding left to right where he's going to evade the rush and he's going to beat you with his eyes and his brain down the field before he does beat you with his feet. But like you said, when he took off a couple of times, it's, it's not a slug out there running. He's an athlete. You've been doing this long enough in Ohio that you can put this in context. And most of the names that come up quarterback wise, Braxton Miller, Cardale Jones, more recently, Joe Burrow. Those are the ones that are mentioned as kind of the best QBs from the recent era. Where does Aller fit in with those guys, in your opinion, at this stage? Boy, we're going to slot him right with that group. You know, his, his arm strength is probably better than Cardell Jones, and I thought he had one of the bigger arms in Ohio. Uh, no one's ever going to maybe match the cerebralness of Joe Burrow, but Joe Burrow wasn't 6'5", 230, and did not throw the ball like this. Um, so the cerebralness isn't something that we can measure uh, effectively in high school. We'll see how that pans out in college with Aller. But he could be mentally as apt as Joe Burrow, so I want to put him in that ballpark. Um, Braxton Miller, we're never going to see all our run around like Braxton. Braxton was a one-of-a-kind uh, tailback receiver type at, at quarterback. Um, you have Clifford at Penn State right now. He's a different type of quarterback. You had Mitch Trubisky come out. Uh, he was a smaller uh, type of quarterback with more of a, an accuracy thing to him, more of a timing thing to him. 
where Drew Aller is going to be the big brute, drop back, drive the ball down the middle, drive the ball to the outsides, stand in the middle of the field and paint both corners on both sidelines where that defense is going to have to spread out and cover sideline to sideline as long as he's standing in the middle of the field because he can reach places that a lot of other quarterbacks can't. Uh, Austin Appleby, who uh, from North Canton Hoover, who went to Purdue and then transferred to Florida, he had one of the biggest arms in Ohio, and he's with Alder. So as we go back through former quarterbacks, you start hearing these names from the past. Alder is right there with them, if not in front of them, and he should be mentioned in that group. Uh, you're not always com- com- comparing apples to apples. That's why you put them in that group. Uh, because he's not the same as a Braxton Miller, but his talent is certainly there. So let's get to the crux of the matter here. Aller is verbally committed to Penn State. However, there has been rampant speculation that James Franklin will be leaving Penn State for supposedly greener pastures after this season to the point where there was a CBS podcast yesterday that was even debating who could possibly replace him. USC has been mentioned, but there will be others. The key relationship for Aller at Penn State is with Mike Yersich. He could be in the mix for a promotion given the, what he's done. What do you make of this recruitment? Do you think Ohio State should be pursuing Aller? Is he worth it given that he's committed to Penn State? And then should James Franklin or Mike Yersich be out in State College? How do you think that would affect things? Yeah, you know, a, a couple months ago when uh, we were talking about this, it was uh, Drew Aller or Quinn Ewers, you know, you say Aller, I say Ewer. Uh, I thought those guys were very similar, you know, and, and to see Aller finally get the offer and be put on the same pedestal as Quinn Ewers is quite the compliment there. Uh, and I think I'm talking about Quinn Ewers is because when he committed, that opened up the spot for Aller. And it was a no for Aller. He wasn't going to go to Ohio State. He had his relationships at Penn State. There was a log jam of quarterbacks, of young quarterbacks at Ohio State. And so all the math said Drew Aller is going to stay at Penn State. Now, with James Franklin possibly leaving, this is going to shake everything up, and that's why we're here today. If he leaves, all bets are off. And then you're waiting for a new coach, and you have a quarterback in limbo, and now the Ohio State offer becomes more uh, of a home place to go than somewhere where you were afraid to leave uh, Penn State before. And I, and I couldn't blame the kid. Once you have a relationship and you know you're going to be the guy and you're slotted in to play sooner – that seems to be the decision Aller was on. Uh, this Yurchich thing, if he was the head coach, I think he would stay at Penn State. I think that relationship's strong. Uh, I've been hearing about that for a couple of years, how those two you know, talk all the time, and he's very comfortable there. Uh, but that could be the, the bomb that blows this whole thing up and plays in Ohio State's favor. It is something we will definitely keep an eye on. You cannot get a better perspective from a scout or an insider than Mark, and we appreciate him stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters. 